Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hi, I hope you've had a great week since the last time we caught up in the last episode. I want to give a special shout out to a couple of people who have shown Legally Clueless some love this week. All the way from South Africa, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Duduzile Skosan. Big shout out to you. I see your comments, I see the love, and I appreciate it. I also want to shout out Miss Nyambura and Wamboy21. Is that your age? <laughs> and Salim Sheila, who are also showing love, and somebody who comments on almost each and every episode, this chick bokeh. I hope y'all are having a fantastic week so far. So in the last episode, I told you I was launching Perspective, so that was so amazing. And in case you missed out that episode, it's a new podcast I have that I'm hoping to have every two months. It's recorded live with a live audience here in Nairobi, Kenya, and entrance is free, And it's a safe space for men and women to talk about their experiences in living in this patriarchal society. So as you're listening to this, Perspective Episode 1 Part 1 is already out. You can get the link to it via my Instagram page. That's at Adele Onyango. It was so interesting recording that podcast. First and foremost, how did my voice go? (laughs) On the day of, I was just like, yo, my enemies are really putting in that work. (laughs) What God did they pray to? He works instantaneously. No, but um, I had been fighting a flu for like two weeks. And I think because of all the running around and the nerves, I probably wasn't eating right as well. But I managed. And when I was editing the podcast, my voice actually didn't sound so bad. But going through last week really got me thinking about dreams and the things that we want to achieve in life. The things that are in our heads and and we see it every single moment and we wish that they can become a reality. And sometimes some of us move past just dreaming to trying to make our dreams a reality. Sometimes we're still in the dreaming phase and that's okay. However, it's not easy trying to make your dreams a reality. I think that can sum up my 2019. Even though my journey to where I am now started yonks ago, I genuinely believe 2019 has been me being proactive in trying to make my dreams a reality. And it's meant overcoming fear, which is one of the hardest things to do. But my best friend Val told me, That fear of the unknown, which is a fear that I battle all the time, can either be constructive or it can be distractive. And it's you who gets to decide what its effect will be. So just an example. For example, every time I'm posting up a Legally Clueless episode, I'm like, oh my God, is this shit dope? Like, will it touch people? Will they enjoy? Will they be entertained? Um, And sometimes it really cripples me before I hit that post (laughs) tab that fear could be destructive if i let it overcome me and i never post up the 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 episode but it could be constructive which is a path i've taken because it makes me want to make each episode much better and it makes me read up more on podcasts and podcasts in africa 
And how do you effectively tell a good story? So that's how the fear then goes from being destructive to constructive. I want to talk about dreams in this episode because that's the journey I'm on. And I've realized a couple of things that I thought I should share. Yo, trying to make your dreams a reality is going to require a lot of hard work. So for example, trying to set up my my studio to be able to be recording these podcasts was hard work. Like I had to find the right contractors. Those of you who are in Kenya, you know, getting fundies. I don't know what to call fundies in English. Fundies, the guys who construct <laughs> and do everything. <laughs> trying to get a fundi who will keep time, keep schedules is like trying to find a unicorn. Hardest thing ever, but I had to do it. And then came getting the right equipment and getting on Amazon and looking at those prices and saving for them and then making that payment and hoping that, yo, my equipment will get to me in Kenya, and it did, to then setting up the equipment and trying to figure out, okay, which software is the best software to use? What are the different levels for microphones? Like, you know, I'm, I'm actually semi-flying blind, hence legally clueless, right? But I'm doing it and I'm putting in the hard work. I'm editing, for example, perspective. It took me five hours to edit the audio for that podcast, but I really enjoyed those five hours. I didn't even realize it was five hours until like I did the math with my husband. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it took me five hours, but It's hard work. Even though I'm enjoying it, it is hard work. And what I do know is that it's not magical that your dreams become a reality. There's so much that goes in. And the hard work that goes in is ridiculous. And the hard work, especially coming from employment, does not respect that there's a difference between weekdays and weekends. When you're working on your own personal dream, yo, you find yourself working on a Sunday morning. (laughs) And you got to put in that time, right? Because if you don't do it, who the heck will? I've also found that you really need the right people around you. And sometimes it's going to take you time to find the right people. And I think that's the journey that I'm on. So the approach that I've taken is to look at the skills that I need to be able to make my dreams a reality. So obviously the skills that I can do based on my near decade in radio experience. So when it's producing a podcast i can do that i can i can cut audio i can you know come up with a show prep and all of that those skills i got that but there's more that's going to be needed to make this dream of mine a reality so i listed down the skills that i'll need and i'm constantly on the prowl looking for the right people to fit into those slots some of them have those right people some of them don't but i'm just giving myself time and being more observant in the people I interact with so that whenever I spot somebody who has that skill that I need, I'm like, "Uh aha, let me try and get to know this person better and see if they're rightly placed to help me, you know, make this dream come true, man. And then what I realized is that not everyone clapping for you is clapping for you. That has been one of the most heartbreaking realizations I've come to. Uh, because I've had different people in the media and out of the media clapping for me and saying, you know, we love what you're doing and showing this facade of support, but behind the scenes doing the complete different or even directly to me. For example, 
me resigning from Kiss FM obviously had tons of people and bloggers writing their own false versions of the story, even though they could have just listened to Legally Clueless <laughs> and gotten the real deal, but hey. And obviously being in the, in the, in the limelight means that that will happen often. And in nine and a half years, not one person has ever sent me a link of a negative blog post because the people around me know me and know the full story. And they know that those things can be triggers to me. And so if they send that to me, I don't even know why you'd want, but if they send that to me, it could then trigger a lot of darkness my way. And they want to shelter me from that because they're my support system and they love me. But I have had people who should know better sending me those links. People who know my entire journey with resigning, which did not start this year, guys. And, you know, it just shows that not everybody clapping for you is actually clapping or means well. Some people can be, for lack of a better word, vindictive. And you've got to protect yourself from those people because they could be a huge distraction from you trying to make your dream a reality. They could make you focus on them instead of focusing on your path. Another thing that I found that is so important is discipline. Yo, time management. I'm currently failing at it. Although in the last two days, I've really improved. But the last two weeks, oh, yo, 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 yo. Like, I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to be up by 7.30, by 8. I'm going to be recording. Then I'm going to edit this. Then I'm going to make this promotional material. You guy, how am I getting out of bed at like 9.00? And I don't even have an excuse because for years I was waking up between 4.30 and 5. So it's not that I can't do it. It's just that I'm struggling with the discipline. So I'm trying to change that around though and time management. My God, I'm really trying to change that around because when it's only you who's holding you accountable, you have to be like more stern. Like there's no boss, there's no HR, anywhere to. It's just you who's going to decide whether you're going to get shit done that day or not. I want to talk about giving up. And giving up on your dream doesn't mean throwing it all away. It doesn't mean, for example, me canceling Legally Clueless and saying, you know, fuck this shit, we're not getting enough plays, nobody's listening, nobody cares, and just deleting all the pages that have Legally Clueless. Most of the time when we think about giving up, we think about that. But I think giving up has stages. So when you settle, I feel like that's like stage one or two of giving up. And settling could be when I'm making uh, an episode, I settle for a mediocre version or I don't cut it up the right way. And I'm like, ah, whatever, it's good enough. Ah, good enough for who? We're trying to be great here. <laughs> we are trying to be great. Demand greatness from yourself all day every day and then some and then there's also settling for mediocrity in terms of like opportunities that come your way like right now i feel like i'm on this trajectory and i'm like doing shit that will probably make sense in three four years right so if i settle for an opportunity that is two years behind my trajectory what the heck am i doing to myself it's like stage one of giving up i'm giving up on the dream I can see it clearly in my head. So why the heck would I turn back and move backwards, right? So when people say don't give up on your dreams, what I've realized is that there's levels to this shit about giving up. And 
I'm not trying to fulfill any level. Even when it comes to 100 African stories, a couple of weeks ago, I went to record in a news station a story by a Kenyan sports journalist. He writes sports articles. He writes scripts and sports stories for radio. He also produces one of the top sports shows in Kenya. It's called The Score. And it features one of the top sports journalists, stroke radio presenters, stroke TV presenters, Carl Radul. And his name is Alex. Alex's journey to making sure his dream becomes a reality is just on steroids. Like, when I grow up, I want to have as much perseverance and grit as Alex. A hundred African stories. There is no proper life that you live in university as a musician. If I constantly just walked around feeling sorry for myself, I'm never going to get anything done. Uh, there was a bit of frustration in between all of that. I've been breaking my back for this company. Therapy is not for the weak or for the crazy. Stories from Africa. My name is Alex. Uh, most of my friends call me Aleki. And uh, my country of birth is Kenya, specifically Machakos, Machakos, Kenya. That's where I was born. Growing up, uh, I think I had one mind in my career. Like, the only thing I ever wanted, even when we went to family gatherings and you know, your kids and your being asked, what are you going to do in the future? Yes. My only thing was being a journalist, especially on radio. I really, I really used to love radio a lot. And uh, I used to fight with my mom over radio because. She wanted to use the radio, I still want to listen to sports. And back then there was a there was a show in on KBC called uh, Ukumbi was Sport. That's when I was now developing my like my love of sports. Because I used to play with my uh, schoolmates and my kids. So now I would go back home and listen to Ukumbi was Sport. It used to come after every news, 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And then we are kids. So by that time the sleep has already caught up with you. In the middle of it, most of the time I found myself sleeping. And then it's wake up my, by the morning and then the batteries for my mom's <laughs> radio have already done like they're dead. So they are going, now she's mad. And, and this is not calculate my age. <laughs> Back then, KBC used to go shut at 12, 12 a.m. at midnight. So from there to 5, there is nothing going on. So now my mom used to use also the radio as part of like an alarm. So if that or whatever, if it's, it's, it exactly gets at five, there was a tone that used to play and then the nation won them. So that is whatever, that's your alarm. She would fight me like over the radio because it used to use like five batteries and then the batteries were very expensive, like every radio were very expensive. And then I had to develop something to make sure the radio uses like three batteries. The batteries, all of like almost of them were empty. So there is a space for three batteries and then there's a space for two batteries. So I was trying to connect like a lot of batteries from outside so yeah. that I get to I get to listen to the radio. <laughs> then when I connected a wire between the two spaces of ba for the batteries and then there was three batteries, the one for the slot for three batteries and then there's the other one for two batteries, there was no batteries. Instead I was trying to connect another battery outside. But then I connected the wire, the radio started talking. And that's how my mom now started buying three batteries. She was happy with something I could do to save her yeah. batteries. So I started like, uh, I had like some really great guys I used to follow. There was Jaco Yo, there was um, Elena Shibeka, and then there was Peter Kimeo. Those are the guys I really used to follow a lot for sports. Yeah. Um, that was before the FM stations came on board, like, yeah, in like in 2001, then that's when FM stations started coming in. Mm. 
So those are the guys like I used to follow a lot. Like the, these guys are reporting on what and what. I was keeping an eye on whatever the international football, the World Cup. Nini. If your TV is not working, you sneak out. You go and watch whatever from Ajirani, or you lie to your mom. I'm going to say it to my sister because she has a tell. You know, you go, to, you watch something. So that's when I started now. Like get, I want to get into the media. I used to feel like I really want this thing. Mm. Then now came the era of uh, FM station. Back then, kids they had uh, Radul. Yeah, they got Radul for sports. So at least we used to get a lot of whatever international news. It's not like, back then it wasn't like now when a match is being played at night and by 6 a.m. guys have results. Back then a match could be played and you could take a day without finding those results. The only result you are getting is the one from the country, from Kenya. Yeah. Now it's the reverse. You can go for a day without getting results from Kenya, but the one outside, because of now the internet and all that, you can get them easily. So now it became like, I became addicted to radio. Like By the time I was going to high school, my mind was already set up. I even told my friends, me, yeah, I'm going to do whatever. My brain is set up with media. You can't change it. So I went to high school, we started whatever, we would watch telly, watch your favorite whatever, TV anchors. And I was so much into sport, I remember there's a time we had, uh, the last time working I was in Africa, like in 2004, uh, there's a day we were being denied to go and watch that football. and. We really rioted, like, that almost got me suspended. At the end, the, the principal was like, I understand you guys wanted to watch your nation. I remember back in high school, you remember you have notice board for where we used to have, like, a newspaper. I used to rush there to check sports, what has happened. By the time I was in Form 2, I was the Secretary General of the Journalism Club. Every time I go home, I had this, like, a small radio my dad gave me. Now, that's not for listening to, all the, like, the FM station. If it was morning, keys, then you go to back, you listen to kiss again, then there was a reggae for Kajairo. You keep wondering, uh, one day, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So when I was finishing high school, we normally had this. I, I don't know whether you guys had it. This fair will book guys right for each other. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I can still show you that book. It's from my page, page one, it's written. One day I'll work at Kiss 100. Because so that was like my dream or whatever, my dream station. But then we finished school. <laughs> you go back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to reality to yeah. listen in to the radio and now you have to wait to find out am I going to college? I wasn't doing anything. Back then watching a TV was also an answer because your parents have restricted to watching TV at night. Since we are not using electricity, we are using the batteries. Yeah. And that battery used to last for like a week. If you maintain it, it goes for two weeks. So you are restricted to that like, you know. It's only at night, mm -hmm. and there's a specific time at night you have to watch this telly. It's not like every day. I had a lot of fights with my, my mom and my sisters over what I'm planning to do, and our second sister, our second one, she was like, hey, but even if you want to go to media, the media, you know, is for connections. So you have to be connected. Yeah. Then I would remember the story of Churchill when he was saying, you know, I used to go to theater just till until this guy speaks to me. I told my sister, you know what, that's a story. Yes, even if it means I go chill there until they pick me, I'm going to chill there. But my sister was not for that idea of like going to the media. So she she organized quickly, I get whatever, I get a, a slot at this whatever, Machakos University for business management. And she even talked to my cousin like, hey, talk to Alex, you know, we have this slot. I told my cousin, no. I told my cousin, no, I'm not going to do any business management. I told her, you know me well, I don't like anything to do with mathematics. This will be torture. And I used to tell my friends in high school, I'm only chasing English, Kiswahili, and history. Those are the three subjects I saw they look at in journalism. Now you want to take me to business? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I never did well in maths. <laughs> I never liked the subject. Yeah. So why are you torturing me more? I told my mom, even if I have to look forever for a college to go, I would rather do it as long as I achieve my dream of starting something for the media, yeah. I'm not going to... And you do remember back then, like, getting um, 
it's, it's a problem in Kenya like when you want to get to the, like this college Kenya mass you always whatever yeah. there is a lot of back and forth getting those slots I'd go to check a newspaper I would see whatever multimedia meeting you try to apply you don't get it so one day when I was checking at the newspapers I saw uh, Nairobi Institute of Business Studies and they were offering like two years of journalism and they told my mom mom I'm going to this one and then after a lot of fighting I, they finally gave in like to me at, at one point I, I had to leave home and go to stay with my sister. <laughs> uh, she, was, she works in Kitui. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chick they used to stay together. No, she's called Shiro. Shiro not at least understood me when I told her about whatever, media and all that. And she's like, yeah, that's good. You can pursue your dream. So my sister now, as we are planning on where to go, she took me to a computer school to do whatever the basics. And any. So I started doing that. Then there was a station in Kitui which I started. It was called, called Sokimao. So I used to go to sniff in and check in. But you could not even get a chance to like to talk. But then you could see the basics of studio you are like, this is what I want. So with with time with time I finally when I finally got that chance then it was not time to like like not come to school. So it's now my sister, like it's my sister who brought me, she's like, why do you even choose whatever? Look at us. Like all of them have studied whatever at cooperative college, then the second one is a teacher. So they're like, Look at us, you go to cooperative, cooperative is a very nice college. Should have gone there. You know, I told them, Yeah, I want this college. Yeah. At a college where you can pay for your hostel outside or outside, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to stay in the hostel in Gara. When I got there, when we started, it was all good. But in between, I realized you're getting a bad deal. You're paying money, but the number of lessons you're getting is not enough. You're not getting enough studio time. The studio has no equipment. So now I rallied my friends, like, hey guys, by the way, we have to protest. So one day when we protested, there's a day we held a meeting with the management. And I remember before we held the meeting, the teacher used to teach us uh, broadcast, no radio. He turned out to be my friend. Yeah. So that day, very early in the morning, he calls me at 6. I don't know where he got my number from. So he's like, this one, so find me in town. I need to talk to you. So I go to town. Like, I had to find my way to town. Then those days, you're hustling. So back then, I just rushed just wherever to Ngara to find a mat for 10 bob. So I went to meet, him, to meet him and he told me, these are the things you're going to tell the management. The things you want, the things you want. Oh, he helped yes, you. Yes, yes. And I've told the students to rally behind you. No one is going to, to kick you out of that school. So we met the management. But after a while, we felt like we're not getting what we discussed. So let's go and see now, like the founder of Nibs Liz. And she used to stay in a different office at a cooperative. So that day we walked there, like the entire class of ours, and I was one leading them. But when you got there, some of the management and like notice this is the guy they bring the problem. So Liz said, you guys can come in. But they said, apart from you, <laughs> that was me. So they were denying me to get in. I think they were afraid, like they don't tell her the whole story. So my friend said, no, we are going in all of us or not all of us. If Alex is not coming, or not coming. So Liz said, let everyone come in. So we got into, we explained to her, we told her we feel like uh, there's no need for like to pay all that money. Then on a day like a Friday, you come here for one lesson for one hour, you go home. You don't have a studio time, you can't even access your studio. You, you're not allowed here on Saturday yet to pay for all that. So she said, that's not the agreement. The agreement is to get a good deal. You come to the studio, the studio is open, not unless there's a student using it, the studio is open for all of you. So now from there, things started changing. Like, things have changed. Yeah. Even my friends were like, hey, you fought for us. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to know your rights. So now the, 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 the teacher was sitting on the broadcast. He really became my good friend. You know, now we are coming to the second year. Now when you're in the second year, you have to start looking for internship. And I was very comfortable like this gonna help me mm. i told him by, by the time now we are going for the second year i had already moved from uh, the hostel i used to stay at Tengara. i went to stay in dandora with my friend so that's a, like a small cubicle you're paying a thousand bob so you're sharing punch punch and then we're okay so why didn't you come i said fine I'll, I'll, we can change so I, I moved to there so that time now i'd already talked to that teacher and i told him hey, i need a, an internship and 
I was really really interested in going to KBC like I really wanted like I used to listen to this station a lot now this is like my dream station so when we were talking I applied for everything I gave it to him so you get like a two weeks off to look for internship me I feel I'm already sorted because <laughs> you have uh, yes and I've already given everything and the friend I have my friend has already given them everything <laughs> So he decided, ah, why don't we go home? I went to home to chill with my mom. Then after one week, a friend of mine called me. Hey, by the way, the names for internship at KBC, because when, when they give internship, now they, they print all the names, they put it on the notice board. The names are out, and they are already out. Have you seen my name? No. <laughs> they just think. I thought I was connected. <laughs> I really thought I was connected. Yeah. Remember, my mom looked at me like, are you okay? You've changed all of a sudden. <laughs> So I call that teacher. It's like yes, a problem happened, but we are sorting. You don't worry, we are sorting. Now I have to change everything and go back to Nairobi. My friend got one, so it's me now. It's really awkward when you wake up like you're staying with someone. You guys were looking for internship, they already have it, and they're so psyched up, they're waking up to go to the station, and now you have to remain back at home. And now since my friend, I think that one week was just terrible. And now I'm looking like how do my family think I had written and I'm getting internship and yeah. it's not coming. I remember those days I used to, when I'm sleeping and my friend has already left. Anytime my phone would ring, I'll just pick up with so much. It's like, you know, I'm sex up. Someone's calling for internship. Then you see, ah, it's not just a classmate. Do you have the paper for? Ah, you're like, ah. Then I get to learn all of them are getting internship. It's you now, you're remaining. So after one week, I thought, this is not working. So I walked to Jogohos. There's a, the, there's a department for information technology there. And there's a guy, the guy in charge now of uh, Kenya News Agency. Yeah. It's a government paper. They normally give internship easily. So when they, I told them I want internship. They said to me, Nairobi, we are already full. I told them, where else can I pick? They told me, anywhere outside Nairobi. So quick I thought like from home to, from my mom's place to Machako was a bit or ever far. But if I go to my sister's in Kitui, it's just a walking distance. So I told them I want to go to Kitui. And easily they drafted a letter for me. And on the first day I report, I met some friends we are in the same, we were we with in the college. The first day I report for job, another problem. The guy in charge there, he wants us to sell the newspapers. Can you imagine selling a, a government newspaper? If the if the official newspapers we have, the newspapers we have in this country, even selling them is a problem. Now imagine selling a government newspaper, which people don't know about. So I said no. I wasn't posted here to do sales. I've done journalism. I want to go to field. I want to gather stories. And my friends, they were in the second day doing it. So now they're like, hey, you know, you've saved us. Because now after that, we are told, uh, no more selling newspapers. You guys can go gather news. And now it's Kitui, and you are, you are many of you. So you have to find stories. So I tried to find where you guys get stories from. So they direct them. You get from... Court. I started hustling on my own. I would wake up, I go at eight. Because now the boss started disliking me because I already refused to like to sell newspapers. The first thing I noticed is I had a good, very good story my first week, which I picked from police. But when he wrote it, he wrote it under his name. He could tell this what I've reported, but it is written under his name. And I felt like this is not good. You should be guiding me, not fighting me. So in between, I had a place to go and act at uh, the TV station GBS. So me, I went to Nairobi on a Friday for the auditions. The auditions, the judges are Lucy, the Lucy from Yojamakamanu. I impressed her, she's like, you're very good. So we passed those auditions. I used to juggle now between whatever, going to Kitui for, for the, my internship. Then every Friday, most of the Fridays, I come to Nairobi for the acting on Saturday, then go back on Sunday. The acting was good, but it also it wasn't the pain, like like anything worth it. Because, you know, even my sister used to laugh at me, like, why are you going to Nairobi? Because number one, used to get 10K, there was it was allowed to be groups. So number one, if you're grouped, you get 10K. Number two, used to get 2,000. Then from number three, it doesn't matter how many you are in your group. 
you're getting 500. So luckily for us, we, are, we were whatever, we were the two of us. So we'll just share the 250. Can you imagine a situation where you left Kitu and paid a fee of 200, Bob? 200 for 200, to be paid to 50. You know, you read that uh, operator or less. Yeah. But you're giving us like you really want this whatever, to see if it can work, you know, if you can, you can try a bit of comedy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's trying to also to make to make the ends meet. But I'm still like, man, just one radio. Why can't this case just see it? Back in Kitui, I was doing well with whatever news agency, but the boss was really like, he never liked me. Yeah. Ever since I stormed and said I'm not selling newspapers, <laughs> and it's like his bosses found out what he was doing, and yeah. he was really mad. Then I made friends with whatever was yes for Kitui. Mm. He became a very good friend of mine, and he would give me good stories. I would give them some would up, would even appear whatever on the national TV. And then we came to like to the last month of internship. And now when we are finishing, my friends got very nice letters. And my boss just gave me like another terrible letter. I'm like, even if it's a disrespect, well, he, he puts it like. She completed it. I'm a man, surely. Something like this letter can't take me anywhere. Like, this internship can't help me. Now I get another fight <laughs> with my mom and siblings. And now you finish internship, you have to go back home to Machaco and you have to look a job from there. Tell them, no, you can't look for a job for a media job when you're at home. You have to go, like, I have to be in Nairobi. After back and forth with my mom, back and forth with my sisters. Let's see, my dad's sister, the one I followed, she's in Mombasa. At least she understands me. Because we're like going together, like, you know, we're just two cartoons. Mm. So she was working at her, like, you just sort me out with whatever you have. I'll, I'll, I'll find myself, whatever. I'll sort myself when I get to Nairobi. I told mom, by mid-October, if I don't have any internship or something worth it, I'll definitely come back home. So I came back to Nairobi. Now it's back to that GPS thing, acting. My friend got whatever lucky, his internship at KBC was extended. Some they don't stay in at home. If luckily enough the caretaker forgets to switch off the lights, it's me and Afro Cinema. Like it's <laughs> throughout the day, like daily. Then 2010, I cannot do Facebook. And since I was one of our fans, like I was the first one to spot. Yeah. Among our first 50 friends, I was there. I was, I, when I saw Karen do like separate your friend, I was like, good. So one day I got the courage. I sent a, a message on Facebook. Yeah. Like, I'm looking for a job internship at your place, if you could help me. And I never expected her to reply like my message, like all that. I was just giving it a try. And then she got back. She's like, hi, Alex, unfortunately, you don't have a chance. But there's someone who's supposed to come on Thursday. Yeah. If they don't come, you can take that chance. She was very straightforward. Like, this is my email, yeah. a job email. Send your CV to this email. I jumped like... I, I rushed to cyber. I sent out my CV, everything. And she told me, by that day, she let me know, like, what's happening. So I was just there chilling, like, I waited for Wednesday, Thursday. She never got back. On Friday, I was planning to go home. Like, mm. I felt like, I don't have money. Why am I staying here? Let me go, like, chill for two weeks. I'll try to apply for stuff while I'm there. So now, when I, in the middle of that Friday, when I'm planning, like, uh, now to go for home, I even called my mom and told her, I want to come home, back home for two weeks. But I say, let me send Carol a message. One last one before I go. So I send her, Do you get your, did you get my email? She said, No. Which email did you use? I told her this one. She said, No, just forward to me. I forwarded. And then the next reply comes, like, Got it. You can start your internship on Monday. You know, I, I even like texted again. Would you please confirm? She's like, please, I'm the boss here. I can confirm. <laughs> please report for two month internship on Monday at 7.45. Am I really going to kiss 100? And I called my mom and told her, by the way, I'm not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why? I'm like, I've got internship, mom. They could not believe it. Even my sister could not believe it. It's like, are you serious? Catch our next African stories in the next episode.
Yo, Alex's perseverance is on a whole other level. Next week, in the next episode of Legally Clueless, there will be another 100 African story. Remember, every Monday I drop a brand new episode. And you can join the Legally Clueless community on Instagram by following us at Legally Clueless Podcast. And that's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.